Hello and welcome to Powers Court's Friday Fix. I'm Mark Leftley, Head of Public Affairs at Powers Court, and today I'm joined by John Rental, the Chief Political Commentator at The Independent. John is a grandee of the Political Press Gallery and is perhaps best known as the definitive biographer of Tony Blair. He's here to talk to us today about the local elections, which take place on Thursday. John, how are you? Hello there. Uh, I'm not sure I've been called a grandee before. That's uh, that's a bit worrying. Are you saying I'm old? Well, no, uh, but, well, <laughs> but you've been around a bit. Um, I could have also described you as the equivalent of the Press Gallery's House of Lords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's getting any better. <laughs> it really isn't, is it? Um, let's start off by talking about the, uh, the local elections next week and what would be a good result for Sakir Starmer and Labour. Well, I think the the one thing that you really ought to focus on is the projected uh, national vote share, uh, which John Curtis, uh, the statistics guru, will uh, will produce at some point in the early hours of the uh, early hours of uh, Friday morning. I suspect uh, the important thing there is how far ahead of the Conservatives uh, Labour will be. Uh, I think we're looking for Labour to score about thirty six, thirty seven percent, and the Conservatives to be on about 30 to 31. Uh, that's okay, but it's not it's not wonderful for a, an opposition party in the middle of a parliament. It'd be quite a turnaround though, wouldn't it? Because at the last local elections, Labour lost something, 260 odd uh, councillors and Tories gained nearly 300, I think. Um, yeah. So that would actually be a vast improvement on last year. Oh yes, I mean if uh, I mean Labour will be making gains and the Conservatives will be losing seats. Uh, there's quite a lot of dispute about how many and you know how many is a significant figure. But I, that's why I think you need to focus on the the national projected vote share because that's the that's the real acid test. Um, you know when when Tony Blair was leader of the opposition. Uh, Labour was, you know, twenty points ahead in that on that measure, uh, and it is not. Uh, it's not going to be twenty points ahead uh, on Thursday. Uh, but uh, Keir Starmer isn't hoping to form a majority Labour government. I mean, that is that is just beyond the realms of possibility. He would need a bigger swing than Tony Blair got in nineteen ninety seven. Nobody thinks that's going to happen. But he could still be Prime Minister on a much more modest swing, and a thirty six, thirty seven percent vote share would be enough roughly to get there. And it's interesting, the Scottish elections, which um, of course elections across Scotland next week, that'll be a big reminder of that because that used to be effectively the base for Labour and it's Absolutely. all but disappeared now. Yeah, and the, but the critical thing about Scotland is, I mean, that's all going to be um, preferential voting, single transferable vote, so there isn't going to be much change um, uh, in, in that uh, in Scotland. But the important thing there is whether Labour can come second uh, because they were pushed into third place by the Tories. Uh, last time, and uh, they should be able to, to to come second. And you know, although that's not that's not going to recover their base in Scotland, that does at least suggest progress. Mm. And this all sounds quite bad for the Conservatives, but of course, Conservatives have been in power now for a dozen years. They're not actually doing too badly no. even now for a government been in so long. No, it's extraordinary. You, you know, normally you'd expect a a governing party to be losing seats year after year in local elections. I mean, that's what happened. Uh, to Margaret Thatcher after 1979, it's what happened to Tony Blair and Gordon Brown after after 97. Uh, but since the Conservatives uh, took control of the local government association, they got the majority of councillors across the country uh, in 2004. Uh, they and they still have, and they still will have uh, after Thursday, which is an extraordinary counter to the to the sort of normal process of attrition. 
And of course, it's, there's one little bright spark here for um, for the Conservatives, which is Labour obviously defending a lot more seats this time. Last year, they were on the attacking effect, yeah. they're much more on the defence this time. And the media's kind of missed that, I think, on the whole. Well, yes, uh, although I think if, if Labour is making progress, then that uh, that won't matter. But, I mean, Labour won't be making huge gains. They won't be making spectacular gains. They'll win control of, of, of councils here and there. They really ought to win Wandsworth in South London, which they've been trying to win for decades, longer than anybody can remember. They last held it in 1978. Uh, but this time they really could they really could make it. But I think the Conservatives can live with that as long as they don't lose other councils in London, like Barnet and uh, Westminster and Hillingdon. And uh, what about the Liberal Democrats? Something that got missed last year was Lib Dems only gained three council seats. Yeah. And actually, the Greens um, were effectively a rival now. Absolutely. Picked up 85, I think it was. I think that's a critical point. Absolutely right, Mark. Um, the Greens are really challenging the Lib Dems for that slot in poli- in British politics, which is the protest party, which is the, th- the third party, the option that you go to in a one party state, you know, where you've know, got all the seats in the council are held by Labour or, or the Conservatives. Um, the Lib Dems in the past have been brilliant at positioning themselves as the as, as the opposition, the local opposition in those situations. Now the Greens are doing it. Uh, Tower Hamlets, where I live, is a classic example. Used to be a Liberal council, in fact. Um, now, overwhelmingly Labour. The uh, Lib- Liberal Democrats are nowhere, and the Greens are really making a strong showing. Well, as you know, my previous job, I was uh, an advisor to Vince Cable when he was... Uh, sorry, Sir Vince Cable, <laughs> when he was uh, leader of the Liberal Democrats. And it, and it was tough, um, but local elections provided us with a bit of a boost. Yeah, um, We found it quite easy to paint it as a success and in some ways we, we could have done a bit better I think Yeah. but um, the Lib Dems generally do you think they're still scarred by coalition or do you think those scars are starting to disappear because it, it's they, been quiet but he's uh, David he's been quiet but he's been quite effective I think they're, they're starting to disappear and you know the Lib Dems have shown that they can uh, they can pull off uh, you know, spectacular by-election wins in rural Tory seats and those are the sorts of places where um, you know they can challenge uh, they can challenge Tory councils, uh, but it, it is interesting that they are being pushed very hard by by Greens in in some places. So we've got quite a sort of um, splitting of the opposition because uh, you know in a lot of places Labour are not uh, are not a real challenge to to the Tories and the Lib Dems or the Greens are. And actually, we haven't focused much on the Tories themselves. What would be a really bad result for? Boris Johnson, and what do you think is specifically hurting him at the moment? Do you think it is still party gates, or do you think it's cost of living crisis? I think it's mostly the cost of living. It has to be said, although party gate does uh, does come up if if you talk to voters, they really don't. I mean, there's, there's certainly a section of the electorate who feel very strongly about it and who, who voted Conservative last time and say they're never going to vote Conservative again. As a result of it, I mean, they feel I mean, to me surprisingly strongly about it. Uh, but I think the cost of living is the most important thing, and that's why Labour's been focusing on that in this campaign. And of course, it's become a cliche now to say this, but it is correct that Johnson effectively has an unwritten contract with his parliamentary party. Um, you put up with me, but I win elections. Yeah. Now, even losing a single by-election last year when they lost Amersham to the Lib Dems, that caused an absolute existential crisis with with, with Conservative MPs, which I found extraordinary at the time because actually he'd had blinding results in the. Uh, local council elections and he yeah. had other by-election successes but now it's much worse if are, the local elections are bad do you think there will be plots again to oust him as Prime Minister? 
Uh, I don't. There'll be constant plotting to oust him as, as as prime minister. I mean, there are a number of Conservative MPs who are totally unreconciled to him and will work ceaselessly between now and uh, and and when he finally goes to get rid of him. But I don't think the I don't think the local elections are going to make much of a difference to that. To be honest, um, there you know we are two whole years away from the next general election. Conservative MPs don't have an alternative. Sorry, do you really believe we're two years away from a general election? He's got rid of the fixed term Parliaments Act for a reason. Surely he's going to go next year. No, because the economy is going to be in a terrible state, and the cost of living uh, crisis is still going to be hurting people. What he needs to do is is to engineer a pre-election boom. And he needs a bit of time for that, um, and a pre-election tax giveaway, which Rishi Sunak's already advertised in advance. Um, and again, he needs time for that. He needs you know tax revenues to come in to pay for it. Uh, so no, I think I think 2024. Well, you've made the point before, haven't you, that um, what Johnson is doing is promising the impossible. He's promising spending increases and tax cuts. Yeah. Uh, but you also think that's quite a clever. Well. <laughs> well, it's good politics, isn't it? Because I mean, that's what people people want. I mean, people want low low taxes and uh, and good public services, uh, and that's what he's he's trying to he's trying to offer. I mean, everybody knows that in reality he's offering high taxes in order to pay for not very good public services. Uh, and the NHS, the state of the NHS is 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 really uh, terrible at the moment. But uh, you know, his message is is very clear. Um, and just finally, you. Sp- you don't always declare yourself as being a Blairite. You leave other people to, uh, to put a badge upon you. <laughs> no, no you, I'm a Blairite. You, uh, you are a Blairite. But you, you talk about the eternal truths of Blairism. Um, <laughs> very evangelical. Um, what Blairite truth would hold for this local election? Well, the, the eternal truth that holds for this election is that you win elections in the centre ground. And it, uh, uh, you know, the Labour Party is in recovery from a period of uh, long Corbyn. Um, and uh, it's it's making progress, but I mean there will be places like Barnet, for example, large Jewish population, where I think Labour is still going to really ought to be a Labour council, uh, and where I think Labour is still going to struggle to win because of the previous uh, row over anti-Semitism when Jeremy Corbyn was leading. Uh, absolutely, and I think there's a lot of people won't forgive that. But uh, you know, Keir Starmer is very much focused on uh, on the centre ground of politics, on the on the sort of patriotic working class. Uh, Labour tradition, uh, and he's hoping that's going to that's going to pay some dividends in uh, in red wall seats. And is Starmer the best leader since uh, since Tony Blair, in your opinion, of the Labour Party? That's a very difficult question. Um, yes, I think he possibly is. Uh, he's not a great leader. He's not Tony Blair, uh, but he is possibly the best that the uh, parliamentary Labour Party has to offer at the moment, with the possible exception of West Streeting. Interesting. What's about Rachel Reeves? Not better than Keir Starmer, in my view. Okay. Well, it's been <laughs> lovely to have you here. Um, so John, nice to uh, see you again. And thank you to our listeners today. We hope you enjoyed um, House Calls Friday Fix. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye.